Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher, and this is the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. This week I'm talking with Lauren Zander, author of the book, Maybe It's You, Cut the Crap, Face Your Fears, Love Your Life. And as you can guess from that title, we're talking essentially about getting out of your own way. We're talking about invisible monkey wrench in the gears of your productivity, which is your hangups, your excuses, your lies you're believing that either somebody else has told you about you or you have told you about you that you then believe. And it becomes this self-fulfilling, self-defeating prophecy. And we talk about that, how to get over that. What are the symptomatic ways to assess that? What are the ways to work past it? And honestly, her book is so much deeper than this episode even gets into. We get into about 25% of it and we get pretty deep. And I'll tell you right now, one of the most enjoyable parts to talk about was the part where there's somebody who has an evening ritual where they like sitting and drinking their red wine and having their Swedish fish. And I know that's their thing, not mine. But if they don't do their writing for the day, at the end of the day, they don't get to sit in bed, watch TV and do that with their husband if they didn't do their writing. And so that's the direction we're going with this episode. So enjoy this conversation with Lauren Zander. Well, this week, it is my privilege to welcome to the show Lauren Zander. Lauren, welcome to the show. Thank you. So I was really interested in this book when it was pitched to me. And so it's called Maybe It's You, Cut the Crap, Face Your Fears, Love Your Life. And I think around that time was when, and you're probably not familiar with this, but I'm a huge fan of the band U2. (gasps) And they had a brand new album come out in December. One of the songs on there is called Get Out of Your Own Way. And that just seems like a theme song for this book. So yes, <laughs> oh, I love that, and I love you too. So oh, we have awesome! That in common. There yes. you go. So yes, yeah, and, and so to me, as I was reading this book, it really kind of broke out into a couple different things. Number one is facing the truth of mm. whatever, and that takes many different forms. You know, mm. the, the truth of the situation, the truth of your own thoughts, the truth of mm. what lies you've believed, whether mm-hmm. you, you've been. You've been told to them, or they've been told to you, or you're telling them to yourself even, Mm -hmm. which then brings you to like self-sabotage, et cetera. So this is right up my alley. I I love this book. (laughs) Thank you. Thank so, you. It, o- it only took me 20 years to figure out how to write it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and, and what's great is you have a ton of personal stories. Yeah. You know, it, it's one of those things, it, honestly, a lot of books, they they have a a premise and they yeah. take a while to explain it and then yeah. they apply it. You just get started and start going through and say, this is what it is. This is how you do it. And you break it down and you tell stories along the way. It's not a, a filler book. Uh-uh. So. 
Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, I really have 20 years of experience. And then to, and I have always worked one or one on one or in a classroom or with people where I made sure they did their homework. I like, I could manage the experience and, you know, so to put it in a book and let it go, <laughs> like do what you want with it, people was such a different way of me teaching. So it, it's been a real experience of like, how's the book doing? Right. Like it, it's just not the way I've ever taught or, or coached ever in my life. So it's, it's been a, it's been an adventure and I had to make sure I packed it so that, you know, that it really covered everything a person I think should have if they were going to walk away with me without ever meeting me. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Well, and so you cover the, what you call the 12 areas of life. I'd love to list these out. There's a, I mean, 12, that's a lot. So it's, it comes down to, uh, self, yeah. Body. Relationship to yourself. Rela yes. Relationship to yourself. So that, yes. yeah, you got to have that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, body, which is physical health. Yes. Although it well, could be. It's, they, it's they, really your. These all bleed you, together too, is, by the way. Well, no, no. Well, it's your body because, you know, especially for women, you know, sure. more so than men, their, their body and how they talk to themselves about their body and everyone's on a diet next week or, you know, like everyone's running themselves ragged about their actual body, which is different than your health. True. Right. So I had to separate those two out. True. True. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next up is love mm -hmm. and then spirituality. Yay. I love that the next two aren't connected, although they, they connect to each other career and then mm. money not being the exact same thing. Yeah, no, no. Again, people have an entire relationship to money that that is very different than their relationship to their career. And you have to separate them out. So you start to see where you're having issues, actually. Like, yes. or where you're thriving. Definitely. And mm. then, let's see, next up is time, which we talk a lot about on this show. In fact, we talk about all these different things on this show, <laughs> usually not all at once. Um, <laughs> uh, home is another. Yes, yes. And then family mm -hmm. and friends. That's separate. Yes. yes. Friends, your community, your friends. Yes. yes. And then you have fun and adventure, fun and adventure as a category. Yes. And then you have another category, <laughs> which is another two words, which is community and contribution, which is different than friends. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, yes. so, so let's clarify, like, uh, just to make sure, I think most of these are self-explanatory. Are there any that you think people get confused about? Like, for example, you were, when you, when you said, um, you know, body isn't just about physical health. It's also about you know, living in your own skin per se. Yes. Um, what no, are some I, of the other I, ones people get confused about? Um, what ha I, I always find it incredibly interesting over my 20 years that spirituality, if someone doesn't believe in religion, they're allowed to shut down spirituality. Oh yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And I'm like, what? Right. I don't need you to I don't need you to do anything religious, but how do you not wonder about your humanity and what this is all for and about, right? Come on, mm -hmm. right? Like, how do you shut that down, right? We will <laughs> right. be waking that back up because I think it really contributes to what you're doing in the rest of your life, right? And so then the fun of the method is how they all intertwine and how um, happiness and really fulfillment, like a life you love, requires 
you know, not just putting all your eggs in the career basket and the money basket, right? And then mm-hmm. you haven't, you know, and you're on your third divorce, right? Like, so it's starting to put it all together. So you, so you wake up to what is it to fulfill on your life, your life's mission, having a soul. Sure. What is your soul here for? Yes, exactly. And, and then that one, uh, in some ways I see really ties into the community and contribution, uh, category because you based on, you know, having a higher purpose or a, an other purpose or, you know, your meaning, you would want to get involved. You would want to, <laughs> you would want to be a bleeding heart in a way, like you said before. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, it's, um, everyone has so much shtick about what's wrong with the world and so little effort to change it as if complaining or, or like, as if complaining actually is doing something right. Like, Oh, you can talk about it, but did you give 10 minutes towards it? Like what'd you do? Right. So, so I am a bit of an evangelist on by the way, right. If you want to really see change in the world, you're going to have to do it. (laughs) Right. There's nobody else here. Right. It's us. Yeah. Well, and that even, I mean, even you saying that really makes me think of the fact that like this whole book really is about doing that work on yourself yeah. so that then, you know, you're, you are in a better place. That's not to say don't, you know, don't do anything outside of yourself, but it is to say that like, Hey, sharpen your own self so that you can be even more effective in all these areas. I, I have a good joke. I, you're like, what are you? So I was an environmentalist, honestly, that's what I studied in college. Right. I studied environmental science, got my BS from GW. Great. I switched. My joke is I, I left the trees and went for the humans. Mm-hmm. And I'm still cleaning up. Per, I'm still cleaning up pollution. What kind of pollution? Personal pollution. Nice. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and that and that is essentially, you know, the whole idea here is, again, the, the you know, get out of your own way. Stop self-sabotaging. Because you are, again, probably believing lies, regardless of where the origination of the lie is, whether it's you tell yourself something over and over oh. and you and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, or oh. you heard it from somewhere else and, again, still repeat it or b- accept it as true and never testing it or questioning it. So Yeah. Yes. I, amen. Yeah. <laughs> amen. This is about... And this, you know, this book is, you know, a, a way to fall in love with yourself, right? Yeah. Like it, it's, it's all about love, right? It's all about you have what it takes, right? You have what it takes, right? It, the problem is not that, that a, an individual can't change their life. The problem is, is that an individual pretends change is so hard, right? Like, <laughs> oh, really? Is it really that hard? Let's discuss that. Okay. Let me have a conversation with your hand. You see that hand? Give me that. Okay, great. Do you have control over your hand? Oh, great. Can we manage what it puts in your mouth? Do we have any power right there? Who's it, who should I talk to? Who's the, you know, where's the board of directors, <laughs> right, over that hand, right? And then, and, and, and it gets funny, right? Like, oh, oh, who is in charge of my hand? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's all about ownership. I mean. Yeah. You know, if if you have complete ownership over your own self, there's um, I'm forgetting who it was. I think it was Chris Brogan. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he uh-uh. he said that uh, 
No, he got it from somebody else, and I can't think of who it was. It might have been a Peter Drucker thing, but anyway, he repeated it, and it stuck with me. And he says, "You're the CEO of your own desk." You know, <laughs> yes, and I'm you like, really yes, are. exactly. Like you yeah. are in charge of you. Like you may not, ha- you may not be able to make every choice. That you know, people may be able to delegate things to you. But in the end, you still have a choice over your reaction to that delegation, and you have a lot more power and agency over your own life than you think you do. One of my favorite songs to sing in coaching, right, is the people who never leave relationships, whether it's a career relationship, no matter what, they're just not leaving. And I I break out into slip out the back jack, make a new plan, stand, (laughs) no need to be coy Roy, right? Like where is the human understanding of their own ability to change anything? Mm, Right. Rather than loop the narrative over and over again, like you can't change. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about some of the symptoms of, and and, and of recognizing this, this Mm. self, this self-sabotage because Mm. we are, Ultimately, we are still in control of us staying in the situation that we're in. Like yes. you said, we have the power. So yes. what does that look like symptomatically? Like, how do, we, how do we get into that? How did we get stuck, in other words? There's this concept that we, we all have, that we are a continuum, right? Like, I've always been this way. I've never been this way. I was never good at that. Right. Like so. And because you've never gone back to your past and corrected real things, you really are still that guy or that woman. Right. So, for example, I really cheated all the way through high school. Not a little. Okay. (laughs) Like I was a master cheater. Right. And I was a master. Like, if you're like, why do you teach people to stop lying? It's because, oh my God, you should have seen. I was like the most gifted liar I knew. Right. I could lie to love in my love life, in my, like, I lied anywhere and thought it was okay. Right. If I could get away with it, I was cool. So when I had this revelation and started realizing I didn't like myself, I was a fake me. Right. And I didn't respect myself. Like ultimately what was wrong? It wasn't that I couldn't get everything I wanted. It was like, I just still felt cold as ice. Like something was wrong. And then I had the revelation that, that I'm such a liar. Right. And then how am I going to stop being this liar? And then what I figured out is, you know, if you stick your hand in fire, you actually never do that again. Right. But if you don't get burnt, right, you're not going to learn the lesson. So I was like, oh, I never learned any of the lessons because I'm such a good liar. Right. So I made so I made a list of all the men I had ever lied to, all the friends I had lied to, all the cover-ups I was involved in, everything I had ever done, including where I was a criminal, right? Like cheated on that exam. Okay. And I sat every, literally over a six-month period, sat everyone down and went for my karma straight. And so the minute I did that, the story about me was never the same again. It actually had a, I, I literally invented that that was the past and now here comes the future. Yeah. Drawing, drawing so, a line in the sand. And changing, actually yeah. changing. I'm not a liar anymore. I, I now can read a lie across the room, right? And I, I have superpowers now. Right. Cause I, you know, and then the funniest thing is that that's all I end up teaching. <laughs> ha 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 ha. Um, 
I haven't gotten out of my funny, you know, kind of Groundhog Day purgatory of teaching it now for the rest of my life. Nice. <laughs> right. But I am an expert on breaking out of the old narrative and forging a new one. But it doesn't just happen in your little head. It happens because you literally change your role in life. And so that's part of what the method does. So the way to change is literally to do something about it. But to somebody, they're going to say, well, that just sounds so simple. And I have all these different things I need. Like of all those 12 areas of life, I've got 12 things in each of those areas I need to change about me. You know? Yes. Which is, I want you to know something that is, it's deeply true. And uh, it's true. Okay. But if you go, what it, someone comes to me because they're 37 years old and they want to have a family and they're single and they're devastated. Their career rocks, right? Their friendships rock, their community contribution rocks. But the, you know, their joke is the last time they were in love, it was the 90s. But they really have sad relationships in their family. So if you go family, then isn't like I start to take the areas that aren't working, which you'll, and the book really handles that too, right? Like these three, why aren't they working? Where are you lying there? Right. Where, you know, and then what are the actions that you're taking? So you really are suffering, right? So if a person wants to have a great body, but they're 40 pounds overweight, there's no mystery whether they're eating too much. There's just no mystery, right? right? Like, I'm sorry. I had bad news for you. It's very simple. As a matter of fact, you have one of two choices. Choose the body you have and love yourself as is and enjoy your food or let's do something about it, right? Like, where are you really, right? So I teach personal integrity and how badly do you want the new result? I've had this argument in my mind before where, you know, if you really wanted to fix this issue, you know, insert issue here. Like yes. if you really wanted it to change badly enough, then you'd do something about it. Yes. You know, you would, you would, you would be asking everyone or some, like you would look for people who had that issue handled and you would be help me. Like first step is to scream. I want a different life. It's the first thing you have to do. You actually have to care, right? It's, Caring that something else is possible is the first step to change. Well, and, and, and it's actually, the biggest, and it, and it is the biggest one. Yeah, right. I want something. Desperation <laughs> is I. I people are so upset about desperation, and I'm like, desperation is really sexy, right? Are you kidding? You're desperate for a new career. You're desperate for a new body. You're desperate for love. Now you'll do something about it. Right. Right. I, I wish desperation. <laughs> well, and, and, and that, that caring that you, that you actually care enough about it to make change is the antithesis to, uh, you list off these different ways that we hold to our excuses. And mm. the first one is that pretending we don't really care. Yes. You know, that is, so when people go, what do you mean? I lie to myself, right? You, you don't notice how often you're talking to yourself about that area. Like you're actually pacifying yourself that it's okay. You're alone. It's okay. You're still single. Like you're, you're, you're like, you're, you're being cool that you're okay, but you are suffering because it is not a fun subject. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a lie because you're saying it's okay, but you're not in a place of actually being okay with it or actual acceptance like you said with the two the choice about your body whether you know you either learn to love yourself and be okay with it and accept it or you make the change 
Yeah, you must. And that's when I go, people lie to themselves. It's they don't hear their own truth in that moment. And they hear their defense mechanism is real. Right. Like, yes, I've been defending not talking to my mother for years. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) How's that going for you? Well, let's actually I want to list off some of these other ones, these other, you know, forms of excuses. So so don't care is pretending that, that, you know, that we're okay with it. Uh, mm-hmm. then there's a couple of others that I think are really key here. Uh, so being passive about things. I can't do anything about it. Yeah. It's my wife. It's the way it's always been. It's the business. It's the industry. Right. Yeah. It's, it's my boss. I can't get another, like, oh, passive. Kills yes. Me. Uh, genetic <laughs> where you're basically you're, I was made this way. <laughs> Uh, yes, genet- you have no idea how popular genetic excuses are, right? Like, I've always been this way. My mother's this way. Like, like all of a sudden, you know, you're using your mother to defend why you have no change requirements, <laughs> right? And it's not like your mother was happy, right? right? Your, mother, your mother was miserable in her body. You're miserable in your body. And that's the way that goes. Uh, victim, being a victim. That one's easy. We see this all the time. Mm. (laughs) It's well, a victim really always has a perp, right? True. And I spend my, so the, the most interesting thing about being a victim is there's always really the big bad wolf, right? Who's the big bad wolf, right? Is it right? And that drives me crazy. Like your, your, your narrative lives to explain that there's a bad wolf. Yeah, we get to because we get to point out the villain, the narrative is so much easier to believe. And and it's as, and again, we really get into this posturing that my complaining and knowing the villain and talking about the villain is an action. Oh yeah, yeah, that that's action and so it's like I'm doing something about it, but I'm still stuck in it. <laughs> there is a, 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 if you were it, literally what one of the my favorite things to do about someone who is inactively complaining about an area that gets them all passionate is I'm like sorry honey either you're going to do something about it no really and we're going to make a list of what that would look like right oh you're upset about politics let's go local okay we're not going to pretend we're doing anything so not only Will you not be allowed to read all that stuff on it anymore? Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to talk about it anymore. We're going to find something that you are going to do something about in your life. And we're going to stop entertaining something that has no value for you. Mm-hmm. It only pisses you off and gets you arrogant and righteous and do nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to fish or cut bait. Yes. And we've seen. And yeah, that's that's, that's you exactly. have no idea how how offensive and liberating that is to an individual. Like just that alone is like, they didn't even realize it was kryptonite to their, to their being. There's a couple others here that I think are pretty interesting past precedent. Yes, because I've never been able to do it before. Why would I be doing it now? Like I've never been good at keeping on. This is very popular in diets, in learning guitar. Right. Like, oh, I always wish I could do that, but I never stay with it. This is all the things you've never stayed with. So therefore, you're you figured yourself out. You're not going to try. So Uh basically, the past is the evidence of the truth that I can't do it. And it's not a bad. It really makes sense. Right. Right. Well, you've already you've already proven it, so to speak. So, yes. Why not believe it? (laughs) Hey, 
Okay, see, I tried three yeah. times, right? Was that me failing three times so I could make it this time, right? Like, this is very popular. Mm -hmm. It's pretty uh -huh. It's pretty well tied into the next one, which is the <laughs> how things are excuse. Oh, yes. This is how it's always been. So, therefore, I'm not going to change it. Right. This is how it's been. This is how it's been with me. This is. How, oh, and this one again is this is how it is with my kid. We've never, you know, one of my kids tells me everything and we have a great relationship. The other kid, we don't have that kind of relationship. I wish we did, but we never have. And they don't do this. And they're like that. Like, I don't have anything to do with this thing. This is how it's always been. And then the last one is the done enough excuse. <laughs> And that one actually feels somewhat tied to the victim one where, you know, in a sense, uh, like you were talking about there, well, it's somebody else is the villain. I've tried to do something about it, but they wouldn't let me get anything fixed. So I've done enough and now I'm done. Yeah. It, this done enough, like I, I used to care about my body. I used to you know, exercise, right? I'm 73 years old now. I've done enough. Like I don't owe, right? Like I don't, you know, oh, I used to care about my marriage that way. I worked hard. I did more than him. I did more than her. Like, are you kidding? I, you know, there really is a moment in time where I'm allowed to, you know, not care that much anymore, yeah. right? I, I, I think I definitely put this, in for my seniors. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a, a, right. a, a complacency kind of thing. It, it just really is. I'm allowed to be done. Right. Did you <laughs> see what I did last year? Yes. Yeah. Right. I can, I can rest on my laurels. In yes. That very much. That's very, it's very much in that one. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people or at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I'm sure everybody listening has found that they've caught themselves in 
acting out on any of these different flavors of excuses. But obviously, that's not enough to just say, well, yeah, I guess I do make those excuses. Like, that's fine yeah. and dandy to accept that. But that doesn't change anything. Again, that's almost uh, – which one is it? That's almost um, – well, yeah, I do make excuses. That's how things are. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I, you know, I, I, I don't even think a person needs an excuse to be indifferent. Sure. Like, I, I prefer the arrogance of choice. Like, I will never get married. I will never lose weight. I will never care about my career more. Right. Like I love reading, like I don't have a career. I have a job so I could pay for things so I could, you know, drink beer all night and watch sports. Right. I'm like, okay. Right. I just, I, the first, first things first, tell the truth. Right. Do you have ambition? Do you have dreams? Do you have something that you want to be possible and you're failing at it? Right. I don't care if you don't. Right. I'm not going to make you care about stuff you don't care about, but I'm going to make you look yourself in the mirror and go, do I really not care? And can I tell the truth about all of this instead of being full of it and blaming it or assigning responsibility outside of I could change anything I want to change? And that's like the moment of truth. And I couldn't respect an individual more than looking you in the eye and thinking you're that capable. And could you just own what you're going to want to do something about and what you're never going to do anything about because people whine to themselves blame like it's such a narrative in that head of yours that doesn't understand the line in the sand I want to draw right, right. that little yeah. voice in your head is always a good person always mm -hmm. trying hard always always did everything no matter how much it didn't get off the couch well and you're getting at something that I also found kind of fascinating and I know it to be true, because I've experienced it, is this whole idea that our mind has a mind of its own. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so there's these things going on where we're we're making choices unaware that we've already basically pre-decided on those choices and haven't, you know, gotten to the core of it, really. Yeah. I think that what happens in my work is that I I force what stays in the subcon conveniently stays in the subconscious or non-conscious to actually have to step up and get conscious because you have to write all these answers. You have to think about all this. You have to like tell on that inner dialogue and really go deep, right? In which case, everything that seems like just happening to you that is not your fault, would I call a weather reporter in you? right? Like just reporting on how it is to be you is not like I'm accountable for me. Mm -hmm. And we think it is, yeah. right? Like, hello, yeah. that is not the same thing, right? And so that's, you know, that's, that's where I head in the whole book is I really am teaching you how to break into your own inner dialogue. And in that inner dialogue, there's what's conscious and subconscious. And, and you really need a lesson in the subconscious and, and the practical application of how to live so that you're not a victim actually of your subconscious, right? Because you've never kind of told on yourself or faced how you lie. Right which then is conveniently letting you stay exactly the same and making change seems so hard. Yeah. Well, how, yeah. Uh, speaking of the weatherman, like, yes. how do you suggest then that we go beyond just stating the weather, but actually start making the change? 
Well, so again, I, it, so and I'm not saying would, it's, it's simple. No, but. no, no. It, there's nothing. So it's pick an area that really matters. Like, go, figure out that there is an area that you most care about this year. Like, I'm gonna double my money. I'm gonna uh, find love. Right. I'm gonna get divorced. I don't care what your thing is. Right. But like that there really is that if I fulfilled on that, I would be so proud of myself. Right. Self-love, self-pride is what I'm chasing down for you. So pick an area, everyone. Right. right. And it's and it's the one you're like, I hate this area, but I so know I need to fix it. Right. It's killing me. Now, do you think we should go for that one that's like the we feel the worst off in, like we've given ourselves the the lowest rating in out of the twelve? Uh, only if it's if you know that if that one changed, you'd be proud of yourself, right? Like, so people could give spirituality a two, and they kind of are dancing on its grave, right? Like they don't care, right? But if I go your family. And you have a terrible relationship with your brother and you're really like never deep and your parents are aging. Like you're just so sad about the family, but you haven't visited them in two years. And then you're blaming it on your mother's hoarding issue, right? You're like, and I'm like, yes, that area, like, you know, you better deal with it, right? Family, right? It's killing you. Yeah. But you're, and you're talented at staying away from it. That would be like the area that's like many people are sad about their bodies. They really want a love life. Right. And they don't have a love life because they don't like their body. So they won't go dating. So then should you handle dating or your body? You should handle your body. Right. If you're never going to change your body, then you should just go straight for dating. Right. So give me something that would radically change your life. And if I were a fairy godmother, you'd be like, do this one. Right? <laughs> yes. Perfect. So that's yes. Okay. So maybe so we've we're doing we are in the process of this. We've we've yes. chosen an area. We've even chosen something specific in that area. Yay. How do we start to have truth be part of this situation and make that change? So the way I lay it out in the book and the way I you know, have been doing it forever is it, you really require a vision, a dream, like the state of a state. And I really call it a state of integrity. Mm, And when, when I, okay. When I, when I talk about an individual, I believe that there are, it's a, there's a state of being and I go, you have, there's such a thing as spiritual integrity, which is what you say to yourself in your mind emotional integrity, which is how you feel and physical integrity, which is what you're doing. Okay. And at every given moment, you're in a state of integrity. Your mind just said that you're feeling like this and you're doing that. Okay. And so what I care about is when you tell me an area of life, let's take your family is a four right? I know that your inner dialogue, your spiritual integrity is like hating on your mother, hating on like, like the voice in that head of yours is a four. How it makes you feel is a four out of 10. You're in pain, you suffer, you hate them, you feel manipulated. You're like, oh my God. 
right? And physical integrity, you don't call them back, right? Like you haven't spoken to them in years, right? You only talk about the weather and driving and then the minute something real comes up or they talk about money, you get off the phone, there's an emergency. That's a four. So then we create an ideal. What would happen? I would address all the issues that I've never been able to address. They would listen to me and we would respect each other. We would take the time to figure out how to love each other and have a relationship that inspires us all. Wow, that sounds great. That would be a 9-10 of integrity. Make sense? So you yes, need a totally. vision that that doesn't that's not delusional, but actually speaks to the issue at hand. Like, come on, baby. Right? If you're right? Like if it's business, it would be, I figured it out. I love my new career. I, I figured out what I most want to do. And now I'm chasing it like a happy, crazy person, right? Um, I take the time to sort it out and then I make a plan and I follow my plan. By the end of this year, I'm in my new career. I've never been so happy in all my life, right? right. That would be a nine ten. Okay, great. Where are you now? I, I am an, I'm a secretary and I hate my boss. Right? Okay. <laughs> Let's, you're a four. That's a three. Yeah. Okay. So what would an eight be? I would start exploring different fields I could be in. I could figure out if I could go back to school. I love school. Right? Like all of a sudden you would start to understand what would have to happen for you to be an eight, nine or 10 in this area right? Oh, I'd be exploring. I'd be, and then before you know it, I'd be having a person make a plan in time with real promises to forward the action so that they're fulfilling on that dream. And that's what I call personal integrity, right? When you're keeping promises to your dreams, right? You're having yes. physical integrity with your dreams, not with your fears, vices, concern, like not with the other crap. So then the other thing, <laughs> there's a whole section in the book about making promises and keeping yeah. promises. Yes. And then you go into the section about the consequences of not keeping those promises that you set up mm. for yourself. And I was going to ask, like, do you feel like just having consequences for having kept the promises is enough? Or do you want to reward yourself as well? Which, by the way, following through on the promise is a reward. But is it like, do you want to give like an over and above and beyond kind of a reward? You know what I mean? I really do know what you mean. Um, first well, and foremost, and, and let's first back up, and foremost. Yeah, right? back like up for a second. Let's, yeah. let's explain this yeah. whole making and keeping promises and, and the grid that you have in the book with the consequences. Because I want people okay. to, to get a picture of that first. Okay. So first of all, in an area you already are succeeding, let's say it's fun and adventure. You know, you have a ski house, you make sure like you love that. And you're like, one could say in an area, you're happy. You keep promises to yourself. Yeah, of course you do. Right. Okay. So, and in an area, you're really unhappy. You're very lame at keeping the right promises to yourself. Okay. And it isn't that the promise itself is so complicated, but you don't keep it. Right. And so the first thing I do is I teach, make a promise in time, right? Like 20 minutes practicing guitar. Okay. Right. An hour a night to hang out and play with your kids. Right. No phone, no, no digital, anything. Okay. No work. 
right? You're like, so it has to be an area you care about and you have to make a promise in time. Okay. And it's a promise you're not predictably going to keep. Okay. It's something you wish you would do, but you, you suck at it, right? Suck at it means you blow it off every time. It doesn't mean you really suck at it. You just don't do it. (laughs) Okay. So then (laughs) welcome to the species. Okay. Then what you're going to do in an area, you're likely not to keep a promise. You're going to make the promise, and then I make you put in what I call a consequence. A consequence is not like an actual real punishment, like you're not going to die or get hurt, right? But in the land of your vices, right, like I love my, you know, nightly television, I love my glass of wine, I love playing words with friends, right? Like whatever your thing is that you're into. My husband loves eBay, right? He's shopping. He's got lots of it, right? Like it's not very complicated to go. That's, you know, not that important and a waste of time and a vice, right? And it's not a bad vice, but whatever, okay? So one of the things I teach, like I show in the book is that there was a one, there's a person who wanted to really work on her writing and really wanted to get a television show sold. And she literally... <laughs> every night her favorite thing to do was to go get with her husband, lay in bed, have a glass of wine, one, and eat her Swedish fish. And I would laugh and go, ew. (laughs) Right? Ew. Red wine and Swedish fish? That's a devil. Right? But that was her dream come true, sitting next to her husband watching television. Okay, great. Right? If you don't do your two hours of writing, no wine and Swedish fish. Got it? Do you have any idea how many times in the 10 years it took us to sell a TV show to Hulu? And do from no from no one on earth to Hulu, how many times did she miss her wine and Swedish fish? Twice. It was it because she was so good at making sure if I didn't have that consequence and she didn't screw up, right? Literally those two times happened in the first six weeks. And she hate, she couldn't even believe how addicted she was to playing with her husband in bed with the wine and her Swedish fish. Like, that yeah. was her nightly ritual. Right. So every single one of us pretty much can figure out what is your, what's your baby, right? Like, what's the baby no one's allowed to take away from you? And you'll keep that promise over your dead body. And it's actually comical to take it away from you. It's actually understanding your dark side like your ability to like work for the cookie, yes. right? Yeah. Right. And, and how much you'll do for the cookie, for your vice. Yeah. Right. It's, it's starting to make the dark work for the light. Okay. So I think I've answered my own question now that I've heard you talk about it a little bit more and I've thought about it. It's that the following through of the making the promise and keeping the promise gets you the reward. What you're saying, the consequence is, is the denial of that reward. Uh So it is kind of like setting up a reward, but then saying, well, no, you didn't follow through. You don't get the reward. And that's the consequence, not like harming yourself in some way. No, it's, it's, it's the other thing that I really teach in this process is that we all use feeling bad about ourselves and feeling really guilty and disappointed in ourselves, right? Like as a mechanism from I'll be better tomorrow, 
right? And right. there is, and if you really look at that area, there is no, you got better tomorrow. You kind of like eat the cookie and go, I'll go on the diet tomorrow. And then you like stay on the diet till two in the afternoon. And then you're back in the cookies and you hate yourself. And that seems to be the formula. Self-loathing, right? Ends up being a way to pay the piper. And I want to end the self-loathing business and make it a matter of learning integrity. So if I pay the piper, right? So an, another example is, is I can have a hot temper. Okay. Who me? <laughs> um, and um, that can get all over my cute little children, right? <laughs> I have three of them, you know, I, and I have, and I never want to be hot with that, right? I'm okay with discipline. I'm okay with having conversations, but my temperature on how mad I get, no, no not allowed, right? I'm not allowed to lose my cookies on that. Okay. And so what happens is if I lose my temper, right? Like get loud, get hot, right? Everyone in earshot gets paid 20 bucks. And oh, wow. I have to, <laughs> and I have to do a walk of shame, which is apologize to everyone and own my crap that I couldn't handle being an adult and having an adult conversation, like bad mommy. Okay. And it's amazing because I don't feel bad. And, and just so you know, when I, if you're like pretty much twice a year, I owe everybody money. Okay. I will lose my, and I will, I am so funny. I will literally go, everyone who can hear me, you're going to get paid. I'm doing it right. I'm going over the edge. Right. And I scream. Okay. And then I pay everybody and do my walk of shame, but I don't hate myself. I don't, I don't think I'm corrupt. Right. I don't, right. I think I blew a tire. Right. And you go to the, you get it fixed and that's the end of that. And that's normal life. Right. But it, it's so different than the system that people live in. Like I suck. I can't handle this. I've never been good at, like it just changes the, uh, the relationship to self-respect if you pay the piper instead of you self-loathing or something's mm. wrong with me. And it's easier to move on from it too, because uh, self-loathing, self-loathing, self, hold on, <laughs> say it the right way. Self-loathing yeah. is, th- there's no expiration date on that. Whereas if you just pay the price real quick, you're done and you yeah. move on. You 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 make amends with it. That's really the revelation. Yeah. The revelation is life is moment to moment, day by day. It isn't this long continuum, even though in the end, it's a very long continuum as long as you get to live, right? But in the moment to moment of life, there really is actions connected to dreams or connected to vices. So let's take over the operating system and start to work inside of it so you are powerful. You like who you're being moment to moment. And we have a dark side and we have a light side. Some things come easy to us, some things not so much. So we got to work on those and love the others. Okay. Let's have, let now let's talk about personal integrity where you keep promises. Oh, you suck at keeping those promises. Me too. This is how I handle it. What are you going to do? Put something up, put up your Swedish fish, right? Put it up, right? It will not hurt you to live without that. Right. But but guess who's not going to live without it and who's going to keep the promise instead. And all of a sudden you're playing with your dark and your light and keeping promises and your dreams and you will like yourself so much better. It's awesome. 
It's like bumping into a guardrail and then be like, oops, not doing that anymore. (laughs) The biggest problem is, will you pay the consequence? Yeah. Right. Like I, I, I mean, like I will put in a consequence for anything with a sense of humor, right? It has to have a sense of humor. The whole method has a sense of humor, which is the other ingredient that is missing on earth. Yes. Yeah. About the self coming down. I mean, and see, that's the thing is most people, most people, when they think about stopping lying to themselves and getting honest and facing the truth, they feel it can be cold. It can be harsh reality, but you're saying, no, this whole process is about learning to improve yourself, love yourself, change, make the change that you want. And you have to have, you know, you've already had quote, compassion on yourself and let yourself get away with it all this time. We're just going to spin it towards a positive, proactive forward motion. Yes. And, you know, you're, yeah, you're going to, it's, it's hysteria. I mean, I, I, if you ever hear it, even in the book, when you start to list all the consequences, I mean, I had, cause I, I've taught in universities, right. And which means nobody has any money. They're not putting up money. I had the, the, one of the funniest things was this girl this woman in this course um, at MIT would figured out that she cares so much about what people think about her. And she hated that about herself. Like, ew, right. I like, I'm so about appearances. I'm so about, but I won't keep promises to myself. I care about what everybody, I keep promises for everybody else that everybody else sees. And she had kids and she, like, she was just miserable that she wasn't doing her own work. And anytime she didn't keep a promise, Right. She would wear bunny ears for the day. <laughs> uh, see, and that's one of those things where it's not like, you know, I didn't, I didn't get a tattoo or something like that. It's, it's, it's embarrassing, but it's not, you know, the end of the world. No, no. And it, and it even humorous. got better. No, no. She would get asked, what are, like, why are you wearing your bunny ears today? Oh, and, yeah. she would, and then it would force her to have to get intimate and tell. Right. And how many times do you think she wore her bunny ears? See, I'm going to go with like say two again. Yeah, and I maybe in the two years I was teaching that executive program, right? We were it was like maybe three times, and yeah. she she became like a junkie for being so much more effective. And and the fabulous part is she was a she really even though she was in business school, she really wanted to be a photographer. Mm, right. Yeah. And so it was all about her creative work. So then she, the, the bunny ear, it was just, it was, it was, it was profound to watch someone take this and go get her dream career done with bunny ears. Right. Like that's <laughs> funny. Yeah. Right. And she did it just so you know, she, oh. she like, it just, you know, so we're so much cooler than we let ourselves be. And we don't have a sense of humor about where we're failing that we could fix it in 10 minutes if we dealt with ourselves hardcore. And this is how you deal with yourself hardcore. Yeah. I love this. I, I, we could, we could keep talking for a long time, but our, <laughs> our time is almost up. I want to make sure, uh, Everybody knows where to go grab the book. I'll link it up in the show notes for this episode. Thank but also, you. if there's anywhere else you'd like to direct people to so they can continue to to follow your work, uh, where can yeah. they go? Handel Group, H-A-N-D-E-L Group, G-R-O-U-P. Um, that, like, we have courses, we have private coaching, we have, you know, digital programs where you can end up in a community around the world, right? Like we have, for 20 years, I've been figuring out how to make different 
price points and make this available to everyone for different reasons. So please come find us if this even calls to you, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of the people I, I know, uh, a few people specifically that I know listen to the show that they're like, yep, this is me. Got to do this. So Aww. I'm hoping that resonates with everyone else. Lauren, Aww. it's been awesome talking with you. And uh, and to be honest, like we probably hit 20, 25 percent of the stuff in the book and not even that deep. So there's just so much more in here. I really hope yeah. people go grab it. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for everything you're doing in the world. OK, bleeding hearts unite. Let's <laughs> come on, people. No one's coming to save us except us. That means you. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Right? That's what we're really doing here. Yep. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I hope as you were listening, you were lifting up rocks inside of your own emotional, physical, mental self, et cetera, however you want to label it. But you were doing some of that digging, that excavating digging down deep into yourself to find out, you know, what are some of the things that are holding you back? How are you getting in your own way? And I hope that you've started to make some progress. I, I really do encourage you to go to the show notes for this episode, beyond the to-do list.com slash 218. There you will find the link to Lauren's book. And I sincerely think grabbing it might do you some good. So go ahead and get out of your own way by go ahead and getting that book. And again, while you're there at beyondthetodolist.com slash 218, while you're there, share the show with someone you know needs to hear this episode. That's the best way for me to say, hey, market my show for me. I'll just be honest with you about that. I know that you're not going to share it if you didn't get something out of it. But if you did and you know someone else will, or even if you didn't, but you know someone else will, go to beyondthetodolist.com slash 218 and share this episode with them. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you next episode.